0: <laughs> oh. You okay? Yeah, I actually quite impressively caught my cat. Nice. I wish somebody was there to see that. They'll never know.
1: Hello, and welcome to Horse and Aloud. Arguably the best Australian BoJack Horseman podcast. I am Jem DeSalis.
0: And I'm Paige Winkle.
1: And today we watched season six, episode six.
0: Yeah, which is called The Kidneys Stay in the Picture.
1: Yeah, I don't get that joke.
0: No, neither do I. Yep, no idea. I don't well, think it let's was move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of hard-hitting analysis that listeners crave.
0: Yeah, so this episode starts with a news report.
2: And they even let the birthday boy pilot the airplane.
1: There were no survivors. Hilarious. We have a news ticker. Oh, cool. Admission scandal rocks Booty Academy. Good to know that's still on the air. Anti vax actress claims there are no small parts, only small children with smallpox. <laughs> Controversial new film casts white zebra with black stripes to play black zebra with white stripes.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: That's all of them. Ah. Listeners, we say zebra.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: It's easy to remember because it starts with a Z.
0: <laughs> so the other thing on the news is that the assistants are still striking and they're looking for an agreement. And then we go to ne- negotiations with Princess Carolyn and the Turtle Man. <laughs> I figure it's season six. Why start trying to get his name right now?
1: <laughs> no, I think you got it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Let's wrap this up quick so you can all go
3: back to getting the wrong coffees. What do you want?
0: We have one request. We would like to not be treated like garbage.
3: It appears we are at an impasse.
0: So, then we see that it's day one into the strike, and, like, everything is chaos. People can't do anything for themselves, including driving.
1: I'm sad, because one of the people who has no assistant and is having a bad time is that moth that I really liked, who has, like, the purple suit and the snakeskin boots. Yeah. My favourite character. (laughs) (laughs) She's having a bad time. Would you want an assistant? Like, obviously there comes a point where you have a job where you need an assistant, but, like, if you just had the option of, like, I don't know, like, you win a competition <laughs> <laughs> and you get just, like, a fully salaried assistant, not, like, an indentured servant or anything. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to pay them with your own money. Would, would you want that, or would it be weird?
0: It would definitely be weird, but there would be some things that would be... There would definitely be some advantages.
1: Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, with the convenience of having someone to do all of the, like, tedious household chores and, like... odd jobs. Yeah, I'm im unemployed, so, like, I guess they would look for jobs for me. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty neat. It's like, would that outweigh the weirdness?
0: Yeah, I don't know. And like, I think it depends on what kind of assistant you get. Like, my big boss has an assistant, but he, like, she just helps him with work stuff and meeting stuff. Yeah. But then these assistants seem to like, you know, help them with their daily responsibilities and stuff, like stuff outside of work as well. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I guess I could use that kind of assistant. That would be good. But an assistant for work would be kind of pointless at the moment. (laughs) Um, So then we get the intro, and then we go to the rehab center, where Dr. Champ wakes up, and he's really worried if anybody saw how drunk he got.
2: Nobody can know about this. There are 20 struggling addicts in this building who are counting on me. Uh, Of course. I'm going to go home, take a shower. This never happened.
1: Agreed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you sort of forget what had happened last episode? Because the news bit is so unrelated, and then it's like, oh, yeah, this happened. Dr. Champ got real drunk.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of like something that, like, the show may not come back to, but it did. So that's good. Um... Then, yeah, Bojack says that Dr. Champ was in his room all night and nobody saw, um, so they sneak out through the window using the, the sheets again.
1: What if someone saw him go to the room and now there's a weird scandal where it's like, oh, they fucked.
0: Yeah. like Even possible.
1: we, the viewer, don't know that they didn't. No, Saucy we Saucy fanfic, anyone? <laughs> Although, you know, he was super drunk, so <laughs> worse things have happened in fanfiction.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, so then we go to a puppet show that Todd is doing for Ruthie.
1: Apparently this is a puppet show of Brokeback Mountain. Ah, oh, is it? According to someone on the Reddit. I didn't get that because I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. Have I... you seen Brokeback Mountain? No, I haven't. What's your, just through like cultural osmosis and knowing it exists in the world, what's your read on like the tone of the movie?
0: Serious?
1: Like, yeah. I
0: don't think it's a comedy. Is that what you mean?
1: See, like... I legit thought it was like a romantic comedy about two gay cowboys because when it came out and I was in like high school, I guess, all I ever heard anyone say about it was like jerks and making fun of it and seeing like memes on the internet and stuff. And like, I did not realize until my friend told me recently, <laughs> like, no, it's like super a tragedy. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Man, people suck. Yeah. It's on my list. I feel like I should watch it.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's, yeah, I don't know, important. But I don't know why, having not seen it. Like, I think for its time it was, like, really wild and out there. But these days I don't think it would be considered like that if it came out.
1: Yeah, these days every other movie's gay. See the new Star Wars? No, I haven't. Got two ladies kissing in the background for a second so they could edit it out for international releases (laughs) wow progress (laughs) if anyone emails us complaining that that's technically a spoiler no one who's paid attention to Disney over the past decade should be spoiled by that fact
0: (laughs) (laughs) so Todd's Stepdad shows up.
1: Hello, Jorge. I have some news.
3: Is the news that you're marrying her, inserting yourself into our family, and ruining my life? Because I already heard that news like 25 years ago, Jorge.
0: And we find out that Todd's mom is sick um, and she's in a coma and she needs a kidney. Todd says he would give his mom his kidney, but he already swapped it for the sock puppets.
1: Classic Todd. Yep. So this is like finally explaining why Todd is white. But has the last name Chavez, which, like, didn't technically need an explanation, but, like, it's interesting, I guess. Mm. I sort of wonder how long they had Jorge in their pocket. Yeah. Like, this is season six, and this is the first anything about his life prior to being, like, nebulously kicked out of his house for being kind of a lazy bum. Yeah. Like, this is the first we hear about any of his family, any specifics at all, and I wonder how long they've known the story and decided not to tell it. I like to think that at the end of season five, they're like, oh, fuck, we forgot Todd again. We forgot <laughs> Todd's backstory again. God damn it. We've met, like, everyone else's parents. Or, like, know something about their family, except yeah. Todd. He didn't just spring out of the ground like magic. <laughs> Also, like, they do that, he, he does that thing with the alphabet block where he's like, this is what the things that Chavez stands for, and, like, one of them is Z, and it stands for zealously something something. Um, and Todd says, like, oh, that's kind of a cheat. So this little bit reminds me of this thing that has stuck with me ever since... Grade eight, when we got a new principal, and she held this assembly and gave us this speech about the four Bs hmm? that were meant to be like the things to remember about education of, in this this great high school of ours. Can you can you guess any of like what the four Bs might have been? Like, think what's a B thing, a quality of a good student that starts with B?
0: Um, be behave.
1: That's a good one. That, that wasn't in there,
0: though. Oh. Are they, like, you know, be something,
1: like? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that <They're- laughs> which annoys me so much. Because that doesn't help you at all, except that you know they're all things to be.
0: Yeah, that is very not helpful.
1: And also, the actual ones are dumb, because be respectful they? of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm
1: be respectful of others, Mm. be responsible, and be an active learner. And since being an active learner is kind of nothing, you could really just make it the three R's and have it be very slightly less stupid that's still pretty stupid because two of them are respect.
0: God, that is annoying.
1: So yeah, Jorge's thing about being zealously practical really... Really brought me back to that. Yeah. Uh, Also, I did want to mention that we see a pink elephant arriving at pastiches, which I think is a reference to seeing pink elephants when you're on the drugs. Ah. I guess. And also, Dr. Champ wears socks with sandals. Yes. And he's wearing what appear to be tabi socks, which are those Japanese socks that It's like a toe sock, but not. Like, it just separates the big toe and the rest of the toes. Yeah. And those socks are specifically designed to be worn with sandals, but not the kind of sandals that he's wearing. Like, they're specifically (laughs) designed to be worn with, like, flip-flop thong-style sandals.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Not with these. So, like, I like that he's wearing socks for sandals with sandals that aren't for those socks. (laughs) Nice. It's possible that they meant him to be wearing toe socks, but they just didn't, like, render all the toes, because they were just trying to, like, evoke toe socks, but by doing that they definitely drew Tarby socks. Yeah. Nice try. Wow. Also, the other thing about Jorge is, throughout this whole episode, he's like, your life is bullshit, you haven't done anything really. Yeah. (laughs) But he knew enough about Todd to know where to find him, yet seemingly either doesn't know or doesn't care that Todd has, like, designed an app and has been CEO of a large company and technically been governor...
0: Yeah, and created a huge amusement park. Oh
1: yeah, Disneyland, <laughs> and like won a lawsuit. Like he's an entrepreneur, yes. <laughs> not always successfully. And also, yes, he technically lives on a couch and plays with puppets all day, but he's literally employed as a nanny. <laughs> And pays rent for the house he lives in. Like he's a live-in childcare professional. Yep. That's that's not an unprestigious job.
0: Well, yeah, I think it would be considered woman's work and maybe that it's not valued.
1: But I don't think that's why Jorge cares. Oh uh, yeah. It's interesting that they have to sort of boil Todd down. To what he was in season one before he had so many, like, ludicrous hijinks. Mm. Like Like, they, they have to pretend that he is just a stoner who lives on someone's couch and does nothing with his life. Like, they have to pretend that all of the weird stuff that he does almost isn't canon.
0: Yeah, to make what Jorge saying true
1: to todd's credit he also doesn't bring it up like he doesn't go like i've had lots of jobs he says i'm happy why isn't that enough for you yeah i think that he he sort of thinks that like you know his work history shouldn't matter in that calculation
0: yeah that's a really good point um yeah i i don't have anything more to say i think you covered it very
1: So like a J in Spanish is pronounced her, huh, and that's why Jorge looks sorta like it's spelt George. Yeah. But something I've never been clear on is if I learn Spanish and go to a Spanish-speaking country, is my name while I'm there Hem? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. No. When I was learning German, I think my teacher told me not to say my name was Yem. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, my my name was still Jem in German, even though a J name like that would be pronounced Yem. Yeah. So, I assume it would be the same, but, like... Would people, like, read my name tag and think my name was him? And I'd have to be, like, no jam and, like, make that a thing? Like, would it be easier to just go by him?
0: It might just be easier to go by him.
1: Especially because that's, like, like Jaime is a name. Like, that's pretty close to him. Maybe my name can just be Jaime while I'm there. Anyway, yeah. I'm never gonna travel. <laughs> I don't like going outside. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs>
0: Um, so Todd and his stepdad decide to go to the organ market to try and get Todd's kidney back. Then we go to Princess Carolyn's office, um and her and Turtleman uh (laughs) That's what it says in my notes. That's what I'm gonna do all episodes. Uh strategizing about how to get the strike to end. Um and they work out that they need to not make some assistance anymore. And we'll come back to that. Oh, and then we go to Elephant. Which it's been a while since we've been there. It was nice to go back. Yeah. So Mr Peanut Butter runs into Joey from last episode.
1: I feel like Joey Pogo is his like his. It's like how you can't just call Mr Peanut Butter Mister. I feel like Joey Pogo also has to be Joey Pogo every time we refer to him. Okay. I don't think anyone calls him Joey.
0: Good point, yeah. Listen, I've been trying to get in touch with you. I got a call from this mental health
2: advocacy group. Those guys are jizzing their pants over your heroic admission of your struggle with depression. And they want to help you share your story with the world. The world, huh? I wanted to set up a meeting, but my assistant went on strike. Well,
1: even if you had your assistant, it wouldn't do any good. My rep's assistants are all on strike, too. Guess there's no way to get in touch, then. Too bad. Then we go
0: back to rehab, and Bojack packs and and leaves the rehab center. Um, And as he's driving home, he sees that the sober van that Dr. Champ left in is parked at a bar. Um, So he stops to investigate, and he finds Dr. Champ drinking, and he is very drunk.
2: Okay, this mood about never have another drop of alcohol again? Are we sure about whatever
3: happened to moderation, buddy? So you're telling me the guiding philosophy of the six months of rehab I just paid for is complete bullshit? Hey, man, works for you, works
2: for you.
1: Apparently, lots of people in the Reddit thought that Dr. Champ was pretending to be drunk on this occasion to prove a point to BoJack. Ah. Wrong. Yeah, that would be (laughs) (laughs) nicer. Yeah. That would be a pretty irresponsible thing to do as well, (laughs) like...
0: Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It would just be be better for Dr. Champ if he was pretending that Mm. he hadn't really backslid so far. Also,
1: especially if Dr. Champ was so keen on Bojack finally fucking leaving rehab. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Doing this big, like, I'm gonna see if I can test him and get him to fall off the wagon. Like, then what? Then he's just back at rehab. You hate that. Like.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Ironically, it's a plan that you could only concoct while super drunk.
0: So then we go to the organ store, which is Mike and Morgan's House of Organs.
1: They sell organs and organs, both kinds. Ha <laughs> uh-huh,
0: yeah. And they're closing down. I told you we should just stick to the pianos. You wanted to expand into body parts.
2: You printed the sign that said for all your organ needs. I was just trying to keep us honest.
0: Um... And they can't get Todd's kidney back because they've been sold to White Whale Industries. Hmm. Because he's a rich guy, he's just hoarding organs.
1: I like the snake lady. Morgan, I presume. She's a snake lady, but she's pretty chubby. I feel like the first thought for designer snake lady would to give her a really skinny body. And I feel like most of the snake people we've seen before now have pretty skinny bodies. Yeah, that's a nice touch. But can snakes get fat? Like, actual snakes.
0: Oh, can they, like, retain, like, yeah, fat? Yeah, like, if,
1: if you, like, <laughs> fed a snake lots of butter.
0: Lots of butter.
1: <laughs> we, like, is that...
0: I don't know. I'm gonna Google can, fat can snakes. Can you have
1: an obese snake? Like, obviously <laughs> we're gonna see lots of photos of, like, a snake that swallowed a whole thing. Okay, apparently... <laughs> Apparently you... D- oh. oh, I just saw someone's very chubby um, snake sonar with massive tits. Um, I have to look away. I think that you can have an obese snake, but it's kind of hard to tell. Like yeah. There are lots of people being like, this is what an obese snake's look like, and it's just like a slightly foldier looking skin. So apparently, yes, but they do not become like a sphere. <laughs>
0: no, they don't become Alas. a sphere.
1: <laughs> i thought of maybe you would have like a snake that just had like a chubby like just a little tummy like somewhere along its length
0: apparently pythons and another type of snake i forgot it already our boas and pythons can get very fat since they are mostly sedentary good for them so jorge goes to head back like he just kind of gives up Todd gets offered some anesthesia drugs and he accepts them. And then the next thing we see, Jorge is waking up at Diane and Guy's place. And Diane's going over the, the plan for them to break into the, the Christmas party at the White Whale building.
2: Tonight's the White Whale employee holiday party. Security will be tight, but you can use my employee ID to get in because I'm technically still on the payroll. Wait, you didn't quit? We haven't worked there in months. Nobody's noticed. They keep sending me checks. Cashing them is my way of very gradually taking down the man from the inside.
1: I like that they kind of found a way to transport another main character (laughs) to Chicago temporarily.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's good keeping Diane involved. Um, So Todd wants to use this opportunity to prove himself, but he's not useless. And then Guy pulls Diane aside into the bathroom to ask if she is okay. And she's not really focusing on writing her book. She's like, he notices she's trying to distract herself with other things. And he says that he's noticed that she's been really down since she started working on the book. And Diane kind of brushes him off. But perhaps that will come back in the future. Yeah, so then back in the lounge room they're planning things out.
1: Be careful, because if Jeremiah Whitewell catches you, he can legally murder you. I wonder what the like like how rich do you have to be to be allowed to murder someone?
0: A billionaire? Surely surely not a millionaire.
1: Yeah, everyone's a millionaire. <laughs> So... So, Bojack could kill Charlotte, probably. (laughs) Maybe he will finally murder her.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's how season six ends oh god can you imagine
1: i miss jesse 220 i want to know what he thinks of the way season six is going yeah like do do you think that he's realized like oh it's probably not gonna happen or do you think that the fact that we're like delving again into the charlotte stuff is making him go oh it's gonna happen
0: yeah i think it's finally
1: gonna happen bojack's gonna have to kill charlotte
0: yeah I I think he would be very excited.
1: Yeah, listeners who don't know or remember who Jesse220 is, he was the, like, kind of bonkers guy on the BoJack Reddit who kept on making threads about how much he hated Charlotte and how maybe Charlotte will try to murder BoJack and how BoJack should murder Charlotte. Yeah. Like, that's the logical way. And then he got, like, banned (laughs) from the... (laughs) from the wiki (laughs) by a moderator who was like you're not okay and then we found his deviant art and it was like lots of insane clown posse stuff
0: oh yeah i
1: don't know how much of that i left in but like wow
0: i totally forgot about that what a wild ride it was the best
1: of times
0: He re-emerges. So then we go back to the assistant strike and Princess Carolyn and Turtle Man are meeting with the head assistant to offer her a job. Casey, it's been so thrilling to see you grow into your role as strike captain.
3: You know, there's an opening at my company for a development exec. I don't suppose you'd be interested.
0: Oh, uh... She's called the strike captain, but I don't know if that's a real thing in strikes. Is that their title? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so part of this new job involves her having an assistant, and she breaks down and and signs. And then they go through and do this to all of the, the head strikers, except for one. We'll come back to that. So now we're at the White Whale Industries holiday party, and Todd tries to get in with Diane's card, but forgets. That he's doing this because, of course, he does and reveals that he's not really Diane. <laughs> so, his dad comes up with a backup plan to get in as a cleaner and he like smuggles Todd in, you know, classic hijinks.
1: Also, kind of depressing hijinks. Yeah. But Jorge was like, hold on a second, I am Latino. I can pretend to be a cleaner and everyone will just accept that.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so back to Bojack's story. So he's drinking with Dr. Champ, but he's only having soda. And they have a really interesting discussion where, um, Dr. Champ says that Bojack is only looking out for himself and that Dr. Champ reminds Bojack of Bojack's own father. And Dr. Champ points out that Bojack doesn't hang out with many horses because he doesn't want to be reminded of his parents. But in saying that, he also realizes that he keeps her at arm's length. Um, <laughs> <I'm so laughs>
1: what do I do? <laughs> no, it's not you. I um so I was having a quiet Google of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of Jesse220 <220 laughs> and um
0: Do we have an update?
1: Well, so I found Jesse220's Deviant Art again and his gallery is now like all Lego spaceships. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay it's nice. And also now I'm thinking maybe he only liked a Hatchet Man thing. I was scrolling through his gallery and it's like lots and lots and lots of Lego spaceships and like some furry stuff after a while. Anyway, and I was like, I don't know if this is the same Jesse 220, like, there's nothing about this that suggests it. So then I googled Jesse 220 in quotation marks and Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and that brought me to a lovely digital painting of Charlotte from BoJack Horseman by BZ11. Very nice. Four comments. Top comment. October 19, 2015. Jesse220. I hope BoJack will kill her family and have his revenge. <laughs> 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 and it's the same guy. <laughs> like, it's definitely the Lego ships guy. <laughs> and, th- and then someone called Barry Boo comments in 2017. So, like, <laughs> two years later, what the hell? But then Jesse220 does reply to that. On the same day in 2017, two years Aww. after the initial comment, saying, hey, "He, he, he, he. <laughs> I want to know if he like if if Jesse two twenty like knows BZ eleven and was following anyway, or if he just like <gasps> regularly searches Charlotte on. <laughs> On TV and Otten. Oh wow. <laughs> and, and then comments being like I am project murdered the whole family. Oh, Do you boy. like my Legacy? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
3: Maybe I wouldn't be so scared if you give me some real therapy over the last six months instead of just plying
2: me with folksy aphorisms. I'm not a therapist. I'm a therapy horse. A subtle but legally important distinction. Besides, you wouldn't accept real therapy from me. Oh? And why is that? Maybe because I'm a horse. So I remind you of your father. What's your point? My point is, you're stunted from having healthy relationships with horses, idiot!
3: Okay, you got me. My parents gave me an internalized self-hatred of horses, so my horse body is a prison that I can never escape. This manifests and rotten behavior because I subconsciously believe I deserve to be punished, but being famous, I'm never punished, so I act out even more. And since this pattern is so woven into my identity, it is unfathomable to me that it can ever be curbed. So instead, I drink. Uh, check please. So the only way I can progress is to return to my life as a sober man and finally hold myself accountable for my actions past and future. Oh my God, is this what therapy is?
0: Why do you keep bringing me checks? And then we go back to the holiday party. And so they make it into the building in the room where the kidneys are kept. And they get the kidney. And Jorge kind of says that, you know, this is solved. I won't be have to be in your life for much longer.
2: Once your mother is okay, we will never bother you again. I know that's what you want. Why would I want that? You never understood me. I raised you as my own flesh. I was tough on you because I expected big things from you. You weren't tough, you were mean. Because the world is mean, not my world. I wanted to push you to be your best self. I see now that I fail you.
3: But you didn't fail me because I am not a failure. <laughs> Okay, Todd. Why do you need to be proud of me on your terms? Why can't you see I'm living a good life? I have friends, I have a job. You sleep
0: on the couch and you play with puppets all day. It kind of sounds like Jorge wants to be in Todd's life, but Todd's mom has been stopping them reconnecting.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested to meet Todd's mum, which I presume we will. I assume that's one of the things that they're saving for the second half of the season, otherwise they wouldn't have foreshadowed it so hard this episode. Yeah
0: same we better Be so angry if we don't they will get it badly I, not a badly written letter a strongly
1: worded <laughs> a badly, letter. it'll be both I'm sure it does not look <laughs> i think that it was the establishing shot for the scene in the bar um there was a frilled neck lizard using its frill as an umbrella to shade to um shield shelter their friend from the rain
0: oh that's
1: cute kind of nice
0: Um, Todd Mm -hmm. and Jorge fight about leaving because they realize somebody's coming up and Todd's like, no, it'll be fine. We're going to get the kidney and then leave. And Jorge just wants to get out um, because he's afraid of getting caught. But yeah, the security guard gets there before they leave and they kind of like put their arms up and surrender. Um, so back to the assistant strike storyline, um, Princess Carolyn and Turtle Man are meeting with it. They say that his ranks are divided that and that all the others have got promotions.
1: So I hate Stuart and he should be fired forever. Yeah. But I do have to say, I like Stuart's outfits.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I like it's his dresser. His fun flirty purple floral shirt and his tie. Yeah. I also do. in the background of the room where the negotiations take place is like a turtle version of the death of julius caesar by vincenzo carramuri commachine. Um, I noticed that
0: I had no idea what it was referencing.
1: But it's also like flipped. Like it's a mi- it's a mirror image of that painting compositionally, I think. Which is weird. Like, I'm looking at both now. It's, like, cropped and flipped. Oh, wow. And turtles. turtles. <laughs> so, anyway, that's neat.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Not really
1: sure what it's going for. Yeah. Maybe, like, because it's, like, the whole ads of March thing. It's like, oh, don't get too cocky with your position at the top because then maybe the assistant's... We'll murder you. Mm. That's probably what it's going for.
0: Um, Princess Carolyn has a flashback to when she was an assistant and she was asking for a raise and her yeah, creepy boss told her that she doesn't need a raise this scene really reminded me of a podcast i've been listening to by roman farrow called catch and release no catch and kill i think it is actually
1: <laughs> that's the opposite yeah <laughs> those are two very different things to do to a thing after catching it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah good point yeah it's called the catch and kill podcast with roman farrow i won't go into that because it's probably a bit, bit too dark for this podcast um really
1: for the Birds That horseman podcast yeah okay oh wait is it about like true events
0: yeah it's probably um, man yeah roman farrow is the one who brought broke the harvey weinstein story
1: oh okay yeah good yeah. call man
0: so princess carolyn makes up an excuse like this is back in the present she makes up an excuse for why um he can't sign the documents right now and she like walks him out of the building and then she gives him jonah's card we well, don't know it's jonah so I ruined that reveal for that show that you've already watched um so back at the white whale building um the security card uses jorge of trying to attack todd and Todd explains the situation that they just want the kidney back for his sick mom, and the security guard just tells him he can have it.
3: Well, aren't you a little skip? <laughs> oh,
0: stop. What? Oh, we get a quick last scene back in the negotiations for the assistants.
3: Mr. Turtletop, I thought our meeting was at 9 a.m. It appears to be 9.03. Hello? If you're serious about negotiating with the assistants, it's imprudent Uh, uh, to send the message you don't respect our time. uh, In order to start uh, these negotiations on the right foot, uh, I suggest we adjourn for the day and start in earnest
1: tomorrow. uh, On schedule? Um, okay? Fabulous. Princess Carolyn? Judah? I like that he's a cyclist as well. It's a fun detail.
0: Yeah, did we already know that? Eh, maybe. Okay, I can't remember. Anyway, I don't know why, but I really liked him coming back.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, it's because, like, it wasn't really fair of her to fire him. Like, I feel like most people felt that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we never really got proper closure on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's So it's nice to know that A, things worked out well for him, and B he and princess carolyn are at least on like good professional terms again
0: yeah um so then we go to the hospital where Todd's mum is, and Jorge apologises to Todd for being too hard on him. He realises that Todd doesn't have the same struggles as him, (laughs) because Todd is white.
1: (laughs) This was fun. Like, we've talked a lot about, like, Todd's fairy-like glamour that endears him to strangers. And it's like, oh shit, that was white privilege the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's at least heavily bolstered by white privilege. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was good. I didn't see it coming, and when it happened, I was like, very good, bravo.
2: I know I was hard on you when you were growing up, but I was trying to protect you. Nothing came easy for me. Things didn't just work out, but I should have realized, you're white. I forgive
0: you. Todd's mum wakes up, but Todd doesn't want to see her and just leaves. Mm. So he was really just sitting there to be with Jorge, which is nice.
1: To be with Jorge or to make sure that he heard that his mom was okay. Yeah, good point, yeah. Or both, like, it's, yeah, yeah, like, him just being like, well, later.
0: Yeah, yeah, good for him. Um, so then we go back to the rehab center, but it's a different one.
1: Where am
3: I? You're at Partridge's, the rehab clinic founded by Danny Bonaduce.
2: What about pastiches? I told them I was checking you in here. You've destroyed me. I can never go back to pastiches now. My husband will leave me. I promised him I would never drink again after what happened to our daughter. Uh, what happened to your daughter? You know nothing of my life. And you think you know what's best for me? The only reason I got drunk in the first place is because of your contraband vodka. Well, yes, technically that's true. Of course you did this to me. Because I cared about you. And you ruin people who care about you. (sighs) Well, best of luck. I want you to remember this, Bojack. I want you to remember what you did to me. I remember everything. I'm
3: sober
0: now. We find out that Dr. Champ has a husband and had a daughter. Very dark. He didn't
1: necessarily die. He just said after what happened to our daughter. Ah, oh,
0: okay. I Maybe
1: he got drunk and... Truth.
0: Her in a car... Gave
1: her a tattoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's much better than where I was going. Let's say that's what happened. And she got a nice tattoo of, like, a butterfly or yeah. something.
1: Maybe she's not dead. Maybe she just doesn't have any limbs now. Yeah. Or something. Oh. <laughs>
0: um, and then Brojack gets in another car and goes home. And the screen grows black as he opens the door.
1: And it's the regular end theme. Yeah he's finally home after finally fucking burning that last bridge <laughs> like, <laughs> like i feel like if that hadn't happened he would have just tried to stay in the rehab longer
0: yeah that, yeah
1: <laughs> also the thing about how he doesn't know any other horses was interesting like I, I don't think we'd ever really picked up on that yeah just assumed it was random but yeah holy Hawk's like the only horse that he knows and he is afraid to get truly close to her yeah Well, I'm going to check and see if we've got any emails. There's also an email from Rob from Libsyn. Oh. Should we add our show to Spotify?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Uh, Listeners, if you want to email us and let us know that we should add our show to Spotify... You can do that at horseandallowed at gmail.com, H-O-R-S-I-N-A-L-O-U-D. Or you can
0: tweet at us at Pod.
1: You can also find us on Tumblr or Facebook, and if you like the show, please rate or review it on iTunes, or just give us your organs so that we may live to conquer industry. <laughs> that wasn't anything like Jeremiah Whitewell's voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like an old rich dude, though.
1: Yeah, it sounded like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Please give
3: me your organs so that I can be in the sequels.
1: <laughs> that hurt my throat when I said that.
0: Oh, That's how you know you did a
1: good job. I'm Gem DeSalis.
0: And I'm Bade Winkle.
1: And until next time, suck, suck I it dumb shits.
0: I'm in my parents' place. <laughs> <laughs>